prediction. Joe, do you know what that prediction is? That we'd get another episode to him before uh, before February was over. We are two for two tonight. <laughs> What's the prediction? That Joe Biden is the worst president in the history of the fucking world, and he's a complete fucking moron and a loser. And you know what? Every asshole that voted for him, fuck you. You got what you deserve. This is the biggest I told you so in the fucking in the history of presidents. Hold, hold on, hold on, because I'm a little I'm a little lost now. If uh, we're recording this on Thursday, as as we as yes. people well know, and that we we didn't mean to really shoot off the bat there or shoot from the hip. How's that saying go? Oh, I, I was shooting. You were, you, know, oh, you, I mean, you had you were shooting, you were shooting you were shooting like Alec Baldwin shooting. And, and we do, <laughs> but you know, in this day and age, you might have to shoot from the hip because who knows what's gonna happen. Right. So, um, uh, Thursday, Febu- February twenty fourth. Uh, Russia has, um, invaded the Ukraine, um, but I don't see how this have, had to do with Biden. I'm lost, I'm lost, and that's only because I don't know world stuff like this. The way I always took, the way I took it was, and maybe I'm wrong, Ukraine won to join NATO, um, and Russia doesn't want Ukraine joining NATO, they want Ukraine... To kind of like be with them, and that's why he, he's attacking. Am I right, or am I warm, or am I completely it's, lost? It's, it's part of that, yes. Okay. Um, back in the day, Ukraine was part of the uh, Iron Curtain. Yes. You know, it was them, East Germany, Poland, all all the Eastern European countries. You know, they were in the they were in the uh, under the Iron Curtain. You know, with uh, communism and this and that, they they got their independence with the fall of. Uh, of the um, Berlin Wall and, you know, peace with that. Mm-hmm. Right now, Ukraine has two very big things that go for it. One, they are a high producer of energy, which Russia, being a huge country, they need the energy. The other thing is, Ukraine is one of the breadbaskets of uh, Europe. So they produce a lot of, uh, a lot of, you know, the food that's out there. If you are trying to start an empire... What are the two things that you could use that really could fuck everyone over? Energy and food. They got it, and they want it. And hmm. it's kind of funny that you look back and the incident with Crimea, when Putin said he wanted Crimea, it was part of the motherland back in the day. You know, all the people, you know, he, he heard that all the people of Crimea wanted to come back to Russia. And guess who was president then? You know, the, 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 you know, the golden calf, Obama. Obama, okay. They, uh, he goes in there, takes it over. There's nothing that's done. It was, it, it was, you know, oh, we're gonna put sanctions on you. Whoop the fucking dado. Trump gets in. Trump's, you know, oh, he's in bed with Putin. Trump's getting in. We're gonna start. World War Three is gonna start. Oh, Trump's in with, you know, all these, all these, um, communist, socialist dictators. You know, uh, Kim Jong Un, uh, whatever his name is. She from uh, China, mm-hmm. all this, nothing happens. Peace deals are brokered with countries that have been fighting forever. All this shit happens, but mean tweets happen, and they elect this fucking sleeping ass. I mean, what a complete fucking zero. We've gone off on this guy many times on the show, but Jesus Christ, it is, every day it's just getting worse and worse. And 
it's just fascinating that people actually still believe he's doing a good job. But what did he? But what did he do or didn't do? Nothing. He put sanctions on a few families, um, you know, Russian oligarchs, you know, people with money. What do they fucking care? Right. If they take over Ukraine and they get control of all the energy, they're gonna have more money. So, oh wow, there's sanctions. What do you fucking do? Okay, there's sanctions. We have sanctions against China. China's our enemy. Uh, we have sanctions against Russia. Well, who's the number two producer of shit in the world? China. So what do you think Russia's going to do? They're just going to go get shit from China. Mm-hmm. What do they care? This was so poorly played. I don't, yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm, you just explained it to me, and I still, I'm still a little lost. I'm just not into all that, really. I just know it's, uh, whatever's going on is not good, and, uh, you know, that now he's saying, you know, no one better interfere or you're going to be suffering the consequences, which is, you know, I, I believe him. Oh, he, what does he have to lose? That's what I mean. Like, they don't give a shit. I mean, and it's kind of weird. Like, I mean, Russia was quiet for a long fucking time. Russia used to be our, like, number one enemy. And now, all, you know, the Cold War ended. And well, who ended it? Oh, Republican. Uh... Yeah, well, I was, you know, I, I always like to think of it as a combination of Reagan and Bush, but it ended during Bush's, didn't it? Was it Bush's term? No, what's his name was in there? Reagan, when the Berlin Wall came down, that was... That was Bush. That was it. No, I think that was Reagan. With Gorbachev. Oh, yeah, that's right. Mr. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall, or... Yeah, yeah you're right. Yeah, but, well, yeah, but, that, no, that was, uh, that was Bush's term, though. Yeah, man, eighty-eight to ninety-two was Bush, oh, okay. but Reagan had a hand in in doing so because you know Bush was just pretty much a Bush was like a spinoff of Reagan. <laughs> what was that? It was a continuation. Yeah, pretty much. All right, but anyway, but again, you, you got this guy, and he is just completely lost. And you don't think that Putin, for a hot minute, when he saw what happened in Afghanistan and the the pullout that we had from that, that he wasn't licking his chops? Yeah, you know. You don't think that China's going to go after Taiwan? Yeah. I mean, this guy is so fucking clueless, and you got that fucking cackling hyena who's, you know, oh, I'm, I'll, you know, she gave a she gave a quote the other the other day about nonsense. Like it didn't even make sense. Like there's an open window, but it's narrowing, but then it could be closed. Like this fucking nonsense. They they are so fucking in over their head and clueless and. The funny thing is, this was the best candidate that the Democrats had. You take down the mean, you know, orange man. This is the best that you put out. I mean, Jesus Christ! And people, honestly, I believe, think that he's doing a good a good job because I don't think that they are informed at all. I think that they just they sit there and all this shit, the shit that happened with everything that's going on. You don't see it on CNN. I mean, I know we didn't we didn't bring this up originally, but. Just to, to get on the, the topic of it, how biased the media is, the, uh, John Durham, who was the investigator into um, Bill Barr's, he was appointed by, appointed by Bill Barr to, to investigate everything that's going on with Trump, ends up finding out that the Hillary, Hillary Clinton's team, whether she was knowledgeable on it or not, actually had someone infiltrate into um, and spy on Trump when he was president in the White House. Which, let's put it this way, 
probably one of the most secure facilities in the world when it comes to any type of listening devices or anything like that. Anything that you were going to spy on, you're not going to do in the White House. Mm-hmm, Yet mm-hmm. They were able to get in there. So there's someone on the inside that was helping them, obviously. But he ends up finding out that there was someone that was on Hillary's team that was looking into it. Sussman, her, her uh, pit bull lawyer, he, uh, he's fucking neck deep in this shit and trying to say that, oh, it's fake. Clinton goes and does a speech for uh, a liberal group, and it covers that. The news covers that, but they don't bring up anything with this Hillary thing, you know, with her, with the spying thing. The, the, the mainstream media, journalism is dead. It's fucking dead, and it's ridiculous that people have their heads so deep in the sand that they don't see this. Mm-hmm. It's fucking scary. Think about it, you know. All these people, you know, talk about how, you know, oh, what do we need guns for? What do we need this for? And I've, I've, I've spoken on here about it many times. I have, I have a, a small, uh, you know, munitions depot here in my house. <laughs> I'm not afraid to say I got guns. I, I enjoy shooting this, that, and the other. And these assholes in the Liberal Party want to get rid of guns. You think that? It, think about it. Ukraine just. Um, the president, Zelensky, just uh, declared a state of emergency where he now allows the residents to have the right to bear arms. They mm. were a country that did not have the right to bear arms. That's Ukraine, you said? Ukraine. Yeah, Ukraine they they, they said they, they have guns for just to hand out to anybody who wants one. Yeah. I mean, think about that. They at one point had the, no right to bear arms, mm-hmm. or they had limited rights to bear arms. Now they're fucking handing out guns to like 80-year-old women. To just defend their house. Yeah. And these assholes scary. in this country want to get rid of guns. I'm sorry. People need to wake the fuck up. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to make, I don't want to sound like this conspiracy theorist doomsday guy, but listen, if it happened in Ukraine, who's to say after this? And there's been talk of um, Russia making their way to Poland. And right now, there are American troops that got sent to Poland to defend that area. You don't think more are going to be sent there? Do you do you think you know I've been hearing all day World War Three World War Three Do you think we are on the verge of a World War Three? I think we'll be on the verge of a Cold War. Really? He's he's even said that he's you know wow. There's a nuclear option at this point. Putin has. Jesus Christ. <laughs> so I, I think we could be in a. a <coughs> I think a lot of this had to do with. Um, this is about power, and when Biden shut down the pipeline, it showed we had energy independence. We we were produ- we were selling oil. We were selling oil. We had energy independence. He shuts down the pipeline. We become energy dependent again. What did the Iraq War originally start with? All these wars. A lot of these wars recently have started because of energy and energy and political. Uh, ideologies mm-hmm. you know uh, the Korean War Vietnam they were um, political ideologies World War two was more of us being attacked slash you know human rights I think and the, the spread of um, fascism but I think a lot of it had to do with you know just human rights being violated world, you said Jews world war two 
World War II. Well, yeah, we well we wanted nothing to do with World War Two, and then, and Japan wanted to bring us in, and we kept yeah. saying no, 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 and then they fucking bombed us, and then Roosevelt, uh, not Roosevelt, yeah, Roosevelt, Roosevelt was like, well, you know what, fucking fine, you want us in there, we're gonna come in there now, we're gonna kick your ass, and that's kind of we wanted nothing to do with it. No, we didn't. And then they, and they fucking push like and said. push and push, and then we, we went in there and we kicked their ass. <laughs> well, I think a lot of it could have been just the political, it would have been the Pacific Theater, but because of what was the atrocities that were going on with mm-hmm. the Jews and the taking over and the spreading of fascism is why we went to the to Eastern. Yeah. Not, you know, the European Theater. But all these things were because of energy. And now that if, and with that, when... Um, the pipeline here got cut. The the pipeline that was with Germany, with Russia, they have a pipeline that was connected. Mm-hmm. That became a major contention. And like I said, Ukraine is a huge producer of energy and food. You take away the power on that, or you gain the power, take away the power from other people, that gives you a, a very big upper hand. Oh, yeah. And again, this, this bumbling idiot is just, he, 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 in one year, I don't think I've ever seen, and this isn't like probably the history of the world. He's let me, read or heard the, about any like any anyone taking over any any king any monarch any you know has been this disastrous. He, uh, he as if if he if his presidency ended today, this is what I heard. He would go down as like one of the worst mm-hmm. president, worse than Carter. And Carter has been known as one of the worst presidents of all time, and he might go down James as one Garfield. of them. James Garfield, who had one of the shortest terms as president, would go down as a better president than him. My my rebuttal, though, it, not a rebuttal. Maybe I'm losing the wrong word. I'm not a Biden fan by any means. I don't like the guy. My thought is, though, we can't control everything. You know. We can't control what Russia does. We can't control what Ukraine does or Afghanistan or whatever. We can help, but we can't. At the end of the day, we don't. We don't control the, the world. You know, we have our our country here, and that's really it. But even with that, and I'm not to stray off that. I'm going to get back to that. I'm okay. Gonna, I'm going to circle back to that. I'm going to Jen Saki that. All right. But again, what you're saying, we can't control anything. We can't control our fucking southern border. This asshole that, let the fucking too. <laughs> go fucking south on that. Inflation is through the roof. I mean, I just uh, I just filled with gas today. We are almost, we are 13 cents away from being over $2 more from when he got in a year ago. $2 yeah, more a gallon. I know. I mean, I'm, I get my gas in Jersey, and Jersey's fucking high. I think Jersey's yeah, like three fifty something He shut down the pipeline. We were producing fuel. Yeah. Gas... Inflation is at a 40-year high. 40-year high. Uh, oil is at one of the highest it's been in, I don't know how long, $100 a barrel. I wow. Mean, and then these animals, you know, all these uh, all these Democrats that sit there and say, oh, you know, the rich are getting richer. Right now, you don't think the rich are going to get even richer? Mm-hmm. Think about it. Me and you are struggling to make fucking ends meet because we have to fill up our gas tank and a loaf of bread now costs 50 cents more and this costs more and that mm-hmm. costs more billionaires they got the money they don't give a fuck you know what they're doing the stock market's crashing you know because i don't know if it, it, 
you've dabbled in stocks, correct? I have, and honestly, since in the last several months, my stocks have just shit the bed. I mean, exactly. I don't, and I don't, I don't. It's bad. I mean, and 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 I don't really. I barely have anything in it, but I've lost probably fifty percent of what I put in. Me too. Me too. I mean, I had almost. I mean, I, 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 I'm not a big stock guy. I mean, I was, I was putting like, I was buying cheap ass stocks for like twenty bucks, that kind of shit. At one point, I almost had a thousand dollars worth of stock. Now it's down to like five hundred, and I'm not exaggerating. Yeah. That's not including, uh, Bitcoin and stuff, which is also just plummeting. Um, everything's just everything's plummeting. plummeting. But think about this: you can only afford to put in a little bit of. Yeah, I dabble. You know, I just click. You, know. you can't do it now. But before you were dabbling, because why? Gas was cheap, bread was cheap, milk was cheap, things were cheap. So you could dabble a little bit. Now you can't, and you're losing on your money. Think about it. Warren Buffett, who's worth billions of dollars, the stocks that you're selling to try to make money to sit there and fill your gas tank, he's buying those stocks and he's buying them for dirt cheap. Mm-hmm. Eventually. Listen, the stock market may crash, the stock market may dip, shit may go down, inflation may go through the roof, but eventually it's going to even out, and it's the people that had the money that invested in these stocks when they were dirt cheap are just going to have more money now. Yeah. So these assholes that sit there, you know, AOC, fucking Elizabeth Warren, and all these fucking twat waffles, you sit there and say shit like this about the rich getting richer, yeah, they're getting richer because of shit you did. Mm-hmm. You made inflation go through the roof, you made gas prices go insane. This is your fault. So you know what? And again, they sit there and say the rich don't get richer. Nancy Pelosi's been in fucking uh, Congress and, and Senate for how many years now? Decades? Yeah. Yet they only make like $200,000 a year, yet she's got like $20, billion or $20 million. How the fuck's that happen? Yeah. Well, this is... Why um, she was playing stocks? This is, what ha- get richer? this is what happens when you vote on personal feelings... Instead of what's important, and that's how he won this election. All these people hated Trump. They didn't, yeah, and they didn't care about any of the issues. They just cared. They just wanted Trump gone. They didn't care who was running against them. It could have been a goat. You could have Putin running, and they would have. And they would have voted Putin. It could have been a cat. They would have voted for the cat. It's just they just wanted them out, and they didn't care about the repercussions. Now. There's a lot of shit going down, and everyone's suffering. And there's a lot of people who say, you know, I wish I didn't vote for him. And think about this, too. You have that that point. But then again, you bring in all this COVID mandates and this and that. How many How many uh, military, how many, even on the civilian end, policemen, firemen, nurses, this and that got fired because they didn't get the fucking job. Now, our, our forces domestically and now foreign when it comes to defending this country are now depleted because of good good men and women who now got taken out of their job because they wouldn't get a fucking jab. Yeah. That one doesn't do shit. Don't do shit. I don't know. Again, kind of I told you so. Mm-hmm. I've been saying it all along. You, you've, you've heard me go on my rants. Yes. I've been kind of right about a lot of things with this. Every day that comes on, it keeps getting truer and truer. And again, we had the winter of death coming from Biden. Oh, the winter of death. You know, there's going to be on the ground. It's going to wipe out half the country. And you better get the jab and masks and this and that. Shit is dropping like flies. 
you know what? If anything, the one good thing Putin did was he killed COVID. He killed COVID. Yeah, you don't really hear about COVID. Well, that's, that's like what happened um, last what year. A great way for them to get out of it. It's almost like Biden is allowing this to happen so that he, can, he got what he wanted and now is letting it yeah. go away mm. because of Putin. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I don't know. I, it's like what happened with uh, Afghanistan. I don't even remember where the fuck it happened. We pulled out and they took over, and you didn't hear about COVID for weeks after after that. And yeah. now you're not going to hear it again it was for weeks. Saigon week. all over again. Yeah, oh, and, uh, that was Saigon was uh, I believe it was Jimmy Carter who was a terrible Democrat. Saigon, and, uh, Vietnam. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't Carter. That was, um... Because Vietnam was done by the time Carter was in. They still had, they still had, uh... They still had the, 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 the POWs? Okay. They took over the embassy. You're right, okay. Yes, yes, you're, you're right. You're right. I just don't remember, I don't remember the day, the year that happened. I don't know if, the, it might have been on the on the cusp of it. Dude, I don't even know. <laughs> but you're you're right. Yeah. It, 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 it did happen. This is the problem. People, and as you said, people vote with their fucking hearts instead of their heads. You know what? Because you don't you don't like someone or they hurt your feelings. You know mm-hmm. what? You know what? When fucking people, if God forbid, we ever got invaded, the likelihood of it happening is minuscule. But you know what? I'm sure that people in other countries during other times said it ain't gonna happen do you think france said oh you know do we believe that these nazis are gonna come here nope but they were storming paris you know all this shit happened i don't think we'll be ever be invaded but i think an attack is definitely possible it's yeah. happened before i mean it, it happened it, before by what a group of 17 guys yeah at four three three different locations mm-hmm. yeah and you know what sometimes those minute small attacks they they have lasting damage. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, of course. And, and again, you know what? You know, take away our guns, take away our soldiers, have cops and firemen and nurses retiring. You're gonna, you know, because they're forced out of these jobs. It, it, it's almost like they're. They, when is they talked about um, impeaching uh, Trump because he was unfit for office and the Twenty Fifth Amendment and all these things? When are we gonna start doing it to this, these motherfuckers? Because this is getting ridiculous. We. His track record of what is going on is just, it's absolutely amazing. Yeah. And you, you don't hear any reports of it. And if you ask a liberal for it, what do they do? You know, they make excuses or they blame Trump. Mm-hmm. You can't blame Trump anymore. Mm-hmm. At this point, it's it's <laughs> it's him. Like, Trump's been out of there for over a year now. You, you can't, the time to blame him is done. Now you have to kind of, you have to sit with your... You have to own it. Yeah. You have to own it. Yep. And... A lot of, like I said, how we started the show, you know, you, you got to own it and could have told yourself, I mean, it's it's scary that we live in this kind of society now where, you know, you have people doing shit like this and then, you know what, if I'm wrong, I'll admit it. If I think the sky's purple and it's blue, I'll sit there and say I'm wrong. But you have people that are going to fucking hardcore defend, oh no, he's doing great. Uh, it, 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 times like this are over. We got to start really coming together. Mm-hmm. It's it's scary. It's scary what's going on. And again, I don't want to sound like a conspiracy theorist, but God forbid anything ever happened here. And it, it may not even be 
uh, an invasion on the ground. There's been, I'm sure you're not going to hear it in the news, but Russia said they would do it. Intelligence officers said that it would happen. And uh, I mean, I haven't confirmed anything, but they said Russia was going to start putting out um, cyber attacks on Ukraine. <laughs> you do a cyber attack, that could, think about when, the, uh, that grid went down in the uh, southeast. And remember in the summer when they had that like power outage? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What if they did that here? Think how that could devastate. Yeah. I mean, and listen, Russia. Everyone thinks, oh, Russia. It's you know the old communist way. You know everything was falling apart. This, that, and the other. You know what? They still have capabilities, and there's still scientists there, and there's still fucking cyber nerds, and there's still shit going on that could happen. And. It, plays out well who knows um let's uh let's move on to some other uh somewhat fun topics um so we have um there are a few things for you this week some interesting stories uh we'll start with the uh the social worker who claimed she was a marine uh her name is sarah cavanaugh um, she is a social worker, and uh, she was passing herself off to charity as a decorated Marine Corps combat veteran suffering from stage four cancer. This is a real, real gem. This one. Um, I, I don't know how she was caught. <laughs> Do you? <laughs> I'm reading it, and it's not really saying how she got caught. Oh, in late January, numerous veterans groups began to sus- suspect Kavanaugh had faked a combat-heavy military history for years, pushing the deception far enough to be named the commander of a Rhode Island Veterans of Foreign Wars post. The ruse finally crumbled after a former Marine saw her photo on an Instagram post and started asking questions. This is from coffeeordie.com. I should kind of cite, this, cite my source here. Um, how big of a piece of shit do you have to be to not only claim that you are a Marine... But to also claim that you have stage four cancer, uh, it, it's pretty um, 
uh, the amount of pieces of shit in this country, as you will see from another topic we have on later on the show, uh, it's extraordinary. And I feel like yeah, it's just... When you do Stolen Valor, that, that, you are really like the, the scum of the earth. You, you truly are. You truly you know, are. There, There's there, nothing there are worse, in my opinion. left body parts and friends and family on foreign soil defending this country. Again, you know, it's kind of the theme of the beginning of the show. And you're going to sit there and, and do this. And she's a social worker. This wasn't, you know what? I hate to say it this way. I hate to say it this way. If she didn't have a job or she didn't have insurance or she, need, or she, had, or she say she did have cancer and she was claiming this to get insurance to get medical treatment i could see that you're, you're trying to defend your life but this woman was doing it for monetary value it's yeah. not like she was sick this was you know you faking insurance or you you trying to get medical treatment to save your life as despicable as it is there's an end that justifies the means you live in again not right but at least there's a little I guess dignity in yourself to try to stay alive. Mm -hmm. But with this, this is just completely like again, stolen valor is just to me one of the biggest, you know, scumbag moves out there. And to do it for a monetary reason, you know, it, to me, they should just this woman should be tried and the judge should go. You know what? I don't care how I don't know how old she is, but you know what? You're going over to fucking fight now. Mm -hmm. Now you are enlisted. And put her in fucking put her in make her join the military. Yeah, put her on the front lines and see how she does. Yep. It, I, I I really that it really bother, it bothers me because you know you know people who we we both know people who uh, were in the armed forces, marine, army, navy, etc. Yeah. Uh, so it really pisses me off. I and I know you got me on the show sixty days in. There was a, a episode in uh, I don't know if it was season three or season four. Guy in there was claiming he was a Marine, blah, blah, blah. And there were actually guys from 60 Days In who were Marines. So they started questioning this guy, and he goes, I got five questions. If you can answer all these right, I believe you're a Marine. He didn't get a single one right. Really? <laughs> he said the Marine Corps' birthday was in 1978. Like, that's when it was created. It was just, and they just, like, got up and laughed. and Because it, 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 it was just such a, like, Why? Why? I mean, to get some kind of recognition or get some kind of credence, it's just stupid bullshit. And for this this girl, she's a girl. I mean, she looks like she's late 20s, early 30s. I have a picture of her right here. I'll show you. That is her right there. Really? Maybe, yeah. Not bad looking. She could probably get some, some money some other ways. Uh, I mean, we'll, maybe we'll send the link out on... Wherever our social media platforms anyone still follows. <laughs> she could have started an OnlyFans page. <clears throat> she probably could have got a lot more for that, honestly. Yeah. I mean, it would have been a little more respectable, too. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I would, I would, you know, if I had to pick between a, uh, like a OnlyFans girl and this girl, I would take the OnlyFans girl as a better moral compass. Oh, me too. At least, you, at least she's, exactly. At least you're being honest with yourself. Um, so yeah, I mean we're just a just a downright piece of shit, and we'll get to another piece of shit later on. Um, so now, now where where do you want to go? It's it's Black History Month. Well, before we get to that, okay. I think we should um we should we have been off for a few weeks. We have been off. We did have we had a uh, 
we recorded what about three weeks ago. We did have we do have a lost episode. <laughs> we there is a lost episode. We huh? have we recorded the show. We did a good forty five minutes. It was right after the um, the NFL championship games. It was right. It was maybe two weeks before Super Bowl. We recorded the show. About forty five minutes in the show, Tom's Wi Fi went out. Um, so we had to like pause everything. Then when he got back on, I was having issues with my computer. So and it was so cold out, we just couldn't. The computer just wasn't cooperating and all this. I don't know what the hell was going on. So uh, yeah, so we we have a lost episode somewhere. So maybe I'll maybe I'll put it out one day just to kind of like throw it out there and just. See. Well, what's funny about the episode too is it was initially when Tom Brady announced his retirement. We talked about it, him retiring. Well, the and then there was then there was reports that he wasn't retiring. Right. And then. The day that we would have posted it that Saturday, it came out that he officially retired. He did. So it was like we, we were like, should we keep it going? Should we? Because we talk. Because we talk. We got. We we got in there when it was announced that he that it the the statement was false. Mm-hmm. So we were like, well, we talked that he wasn't retiring. So if we put this up. It looks like <laughs> we recorded this like two weeks ago. So we kind of and the episode wasn't finished, and we had some other stuff to talk about. I don't even know what else we were going to talk about that day. So that's why we haven't really been on, and you know, Tom has stuff going on in his personal life, and I do too. So that's why there was such a long break this time. But there was yes. an episode that was going to come out like two weeks ago, and it just, uh, you know, shit happens. What can I say? That will be like the Star Wars Christmas special. It'll it, sit in the in the bunker for a while, and then one, eventually it'll get leaked. One day I'll put it out, and maybe we'll like record like an aftermath to that, and like follow up on some of the shit that we that What's we talked about. Joe is. Someone's gonna break in and steal your, uh, your PC, like Tommy and uh, Tommy and Pam, and they're gonna release it on Hulu. <laughs> and, yeah, and they'll put it in Playboy, and yeah. we'll get sued or we'll sue them. Maybe that's how we make our. Fortune. There we go. There we go. I knew this. I knew this podcast would make a would make us some money one day. Yeah. Hmm. But again, it is um, it is the bitter end of it, and we were gonna actually talk about this. At the beginning of the month, but yes. again, we didn't have these shows. We we talked about um, it being Black History Month. We decided to big wrestling fans here, so we decided why don't we pick our favorite black wrestlers? Yeah. In the eighties and nineties, there were they were sporadic, but now it seems like they're it's almost like there's a lot. What do you think the percentages? Oh God, I mean, I mean, easily fifty percent. Especially, yeah. if, especially in WWE, where it's pretty much like a melting pot now, because you have, uh, you know, uh, Asian, you have Middle Eastern, you have um, a couple European guys in there. So, but there's a lot of African American wrestlers out there, and there's a lot of good ones. Um, and we decided to do our top five favorite ones in no particular order. Um, so I don't know how you picked yours. Mine were. More past guys, because to me, those are the guys that laid the that laid the groundwork. Yes. Um, I, and it's funny too because you you think about it, and I think in the eighties, well, especially pre eighties, wrestling was very big in the South, mm-hmm. and obviously with all the history of the South, and you know them not being the kindest to non-whites, they um. There wasn't that many. I mean, you had like Ernie Ladd. You had you had a few. Mm-hmm. But now, and especially.
especially with like pop culture, how um, like the African American community has really embraced wrestling. Ric Flair has you know talked about them in all you know in rap songs, rap <laughs> songs, and everything about it. So mm-hmm. it's definitely become more uh, I think mainstream for them, and because of that, you've had this influx into it being fifty fifty almost. Well, it's it's funny because you, a lot of like a lot of um, I watch a lot of like interviews and stuff, and a lot of them you know, with the some black wrestlers and a lot of them say like, you know, my grand, my grandmother loved Dusty Rhodes or my grandmother loved Bullet Bob Armstrong. And that's kind of how they got into wrestling through like their grandparents who just loved wrestling. And a lot of it was down South, ironically. So, um, yeah. So, I mean, you mentioned, you just mentioned the guy I was going to talk about. That's uh, Ernie Ladd, the big cat. Um, he's, he's, uh, again, no particular order. We're just going to kind of list some guys out there. Um, huge football star. Uh, he played for, uh, the San Diego Chargers. Even, um, I believe his, I don't know if his number was retired, but he, uh, is it retired? 67, I believe. Okay. Yeah, actually, you're right. Uh, he was one of the largest football players in history. 6'9", 290 pounds. He led them to, to four AFL championship games in five years. Before, this is before the Super Bowl, before AFL and, and, and NFL kind of joined forces. Yeah. Um, then he played with the Chiefs and the Oilers, and then he got a knee injury, and he just went to wrestling full-time, and he was a um, he was a bad guy. He actually, um, when, he first, when he first dabbled in the wrestling, I think he was doing it during the offseason. He was, yeah, you're correct. And he, he couldn't, they, they wouldn't let him. I think part of his contract was that he wasn't allowed to wrestle during the regular mm-hmm. season. You are correct. But he uh, he wrestled in the WWF a lot, um, and uh, fought you know Gorilla Monsoon and he had a, uh, Andre the Giant, Dusty Rhodes, Mister Wrestling. Uh, so he had a lot of feuds, and he was a big. He was probably the the biggest African American star wrestler at the time. Absolutely, late seventies, early eighties. And from there, I think he had a backstage role in WWF for a long time. So he uh, he was one of Vince McMahon's like like right hand men, right hand men for a while there too. So he's very respected. Being you know being an African American, he probably sat there and did get a lot of that early WWF talent mm-hmm. come in because he was essentially like their diversity wrestler. Yeah, you know, he, he brought in the talent that didn't connect with other people. Mm-hmm. If you will. So yep. A huge influence in wrestling. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah, so he retired in 1986. Uh, became an announcer on WWF Wrestling Challenge before he got replaced by Bobby Heenan, which, uh, and, and due respect to Ernie Ladd, it was probably a better choice because Bobby Heenan was just amazing. Um, was inducted into the WCW Hall of Fame in 94. And it was inducted in WWF Hall of Fame in 95, and he was the first and only person for a really long time to be inducted into both of them. Oh, really? Yeah, for a, for a long time, yeah. So, and uh, he uh, unfortunately passed away in 2005 from colon cancer. I'm sorry, 2007 from colon cancer. Yeah. But terrific yeah, I wrestler. Was, I had a feeling you were going to throw him in there, so that's why I didn't put him in. Mm-hmm. And not only that, but you having uh, been watching
watching in the passings. I, does, does he is he on any of the? Do they show any of his uh, matches on the uh, network? You might be able to find some if you like dig deep. Uh, he was in Mid South. He was in NWA, obviously. Um, so if you dug deep, I'm sure you could find some. If not on the on the network, <clears throat> go to YouTube. Big dude, big strong guy. Uh, yeah, yeah uh, he's one of those guys that you just wouldn't fuck with. So, to, to me, he uh, he definitely deserves a place in my top five. Alright. I'm gonna, again, another one that started in the South. And his character from the South, where he kind of got started, mm-hmm. definitely was different from where he gained fame. And he had a very tragic end. And that's Kamala. Yeah, I as a kid, I loved Kamala. Um, he started, I believe, as uh, Sugar Bear Brown. Okay. Um, he was down in the south. He was, I think, he was in Lawler's territory for a while. He was doing things down there, and then eventually he came into the WWF and became a man from uh, Uganda. The, and big guy, for, for a big guy, quite athletic. Oh um, yeah, dude can move. like very recognizable as Kamala like people know Kamala mm-hmm. you know like you might not know a lot of wrestlers but I think he's one of those guys that kind of crossed over a little bit because he just had such a unique look like you're right he didn't he didn't speak at all he just made these like you know these noises um his yeah noises. bald he wrestled barefoot he had like a loincloth as his like tights like just a unique character that was like just larger than life and uh yeah and the one thing about him and maybe i'm wrong but like when they had the uh the um hulk hogan's rock and wrestling mm-hmm. was he a character uh no he was i don't think he was in wwf at the time he might have left at that point okay yeah because he was in in the early 80s and then he came back in the 90s to feud with the undertaker yes. and stuff but no he he was in there but he did he did wrestle hogan for, for the championship a number of times yeah. Not on pay per view, so but like that, he didn't have that, um, I guess, pop culture thing. Mm-hmm. But everyone, like you said, everyone knows who he was. You know, the, the yellow and the white paint. The, I remember being like a little kid watching Wrestling Challenge and slapping my stomach. You know, yeah, doing this is like a fucking eight year old. Well, who didn't? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I still do. Extremely, he's, exactly, he's an extremely. That's why I do to get my wife turned on. Um, <laughs> Sugarfoot, 
which is funny because of his, you know, original name. Yeah. And they ended up, uh, I guess, amputating both of his legs. Yeah. Like, at the knees, he ended up having bad health conditions and passed away um, a few years ago. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't too long ago he passed away. No. Yeah, uh, yeah, you got diabetes, and you're right, just, like, just, I remember there was a lot of, like, like, uh, I don't know, GoFundMe or one of those things. Yeah. Like a lot I of them were out for him. He was one of like the, the locker room favorites. Yeah, he was a great guy. A lot of people liked him. A lot of people liked you know, him. He was, he was like that, you know, just like Southern hospitality type of guy because he grew up down in the South, probably in like Mississippi or something. But was always cordial to all the wrestlers. He was well liked in the locker room and just had a tragic end. Yeah. Uh, my next guy is. Uh, Mark Henry. So, now, I know, I know you stopped watching wrestling around, what, 2001, 2002? Somewhere around there? I remember Mark Henry coming in. Yeah. And it was, like, during the, the Olympic-y thing with the World's Strongest Man, and it was where he was still, like, the All-American guy. Mm-hmm. Well, I know he kind of changed. Then he became sexual chocolate. He was in the Nation yeah. of Domination. Um, but before he did any of that, he was a two-time um, Olympian in 92 and 96. He was billed as the World's Strongest Man. He won uh, the gold, silver, and bronze medalist at medals at the uh, Pan American Games in '95. He's a former WDFPF world champion and a two-time U.S. national champion. So this dude, I mean, no legit strong guy, legit yeah. strong guy. Um, the weird thing about his career is that he, you know, he became sexual chocolate. Then, like in the early 2000s, sort of was just. Faded away. Then he kind of came back, and for years he was just there. He would tag team, you know, Royal Rumble time. They make a big deal out of him, but then he'd always, you know, get eliminated. Then in around 2010, 2011, this is way after you stopped watching. They made him a bad guy, and he became a monster heel. Now, if you don't know the term monster heel, the, mon- the term monster heel means he just came in and destroyed people. Um, ended up winning the the world championship, not the WWF because they had the two separate brands. So he won, the, you know, the big gold belt became the world championship. So he won that a couple of times, um, and just became this again. Like I said, a monster heel, and his thing was he would uh, induct people into his hall of pain. Okay. Yeah, I, I always kind of I thought I thought that was always kind of cool. Um. He, there's a, he did a, 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 um, not an interview, a promo, and it's probably one of my favorite promos of all time, where he came out at, to retire, quote-unquote retire, and I don't want to kind of give it away, go on YouTube and find, and look up Mark Henry Retirement, and he, you'll notice the right one, because he's wearing a pink, like a salmon-colored jacket, and... Just man, it, it was so good because like you think he's retiring, and he starts crying in the middle of the ring, and then he just turns on John Cena and slams him. And it, it's you have to watch it because I'm not doing it justice. But I always thought it was just it was just a, such a cool promo, and and this guy like was just legit. He was legit crying, and people were like just. People in the audience were quiet, and everyone thought this guy was retiring, and he just turned around, and he beat the shit out of John Cena, <laughs> and they ended up having a match where he lost, but uh, 
that promo always kind of stuck with me. Um, he got inducted to the, into the WWE Hall of Fame in, I want to say, 2018. I could be wrong. Oh, I'm right, 2018. Uh, now he works for AEW as a, um, as like an announcer kind of thing, like a broadcaster. Um, and I believe he also does a show called Busted Open. I think it's on Sirius, or maybe it's a podcast. I'm not sure. But. Yes, it's a podcast with uh, Dave Metzler, um, Bubba Ray Dudley, and uh, I think Tommy Dreamer. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right on that. But um, he might not have paved the way, but he, I always he's he's been one. Of, he's always been kind of like one of my favorites. He could do comedy. He could just be a badass in the ring. I think he was just a well-rounded entertainer and uh i think he deserves a spot on my list and the funny thing is that again i didn't see him kind of during his prime if you will i saw him at the beginning mm -hmm. but um we talked about this a few episodes ago with the wwe most treasured yeah and i guess he was a huge andre fan mm -hmm. and as a kid he was actually at an event where he got andre was coming down he got knocked down and Andre picked him up. Oh, really? With one hand. And he was like a big kid then. Yeah. He was always a big kid. And I guess that left a lasting impression. And it showed in the episode, like, he he's a very sensitive guy, too. Mm -hmm. like, oh, yeah. You know, like, he was crying during, you know, seeing Andre's stuff because that was kind of like his hero. So it's weird that um, him being a, a fan of wrestling as a kid ends up changing careers completely, becoming mm -hmm. this, you know power lifter representing the United States totally off the, you know, I mean, in the same realm of it being, you know, having to be an athlete and things like that, but then the transition in and, you know, become a wrestler, mm -hmm. it really is like a childhood dream. Yeah. So he kind of, I mean, you got to look at it. He had two things that he really excelled at and, you know, the, the, you don't see that a lot. No. You know, we talked about Ernie Ladd being a great football player and now this, mm -hmm. like, you know, it, it shows that. He was, you know, well-rounded, I guess you could say. He, he, had, he had talent for multiple things. He's not, he wasn't a one-hit wonder, if you will. Right. When it comes to his, you know, being famous. So, You're up. I, I, I like that one. Um, I'm going to go with a little bit more of a comical character, and that's Coco Beware. Again, okay. when I was a kid. He always, he always, you know, loved when he'd come out with, you know, Frankie and, you know, he would do the dance and things like that. The one thing I did like was, I remember his, you know, I don't remember a lot of his stuff when I was younger, but I do remember him as a character. Mm -hmm. Very colorful. He definitely had that 80s WWE, I hate saying WWE, WWF mm, <laughs> um, way of doing things, you know, where it was comical, it was this and that. But I really liked him when it was high energy. I thought yeah. that was one of that was one of my favorite small tag teams of all time. Two high flyers, you know, very, very much in the realm of the Rockers, guys like that. They weren't, you know, the Kane and Undertaker type of, you know, big, brooding, powerful teams. But they were perfect the way they were, and they worked so well together. Yeah, and I think that that was if they were more on the, uh, I guess, serious end. Mm -hmm. And I think if they saw the talent of Owen Hart earlier, I think they could have been a really powerful tag team. Yeah, I always like that. I always really made that storyline better. Yeah, I always like their tag team too. 
And I, I, I like Coco Beware. He was very a very animated guy. Um, and I always thought he had one of the best drop kicks in wrestling. I, I loved his I loved his drop kick. I don't know why, but something about like he just executed it just like it was like crisp. Yeah. You know? Both legs hit at the same time yeah. it was like that. Like just like off the mat jumped and perfect. hit it. Yeah. Yep. He, he hit him perfectly. Yeah. That's I always I always loved his drop kicks. You know, he started off as a tag team with uh, his brother Stevie Ray and WCW. They were Harlem Heat. Um, then s- late '90s kind of just broke off, and he became like a a, a main event guy. Uh, won the world championship uh, uh, five, three times. Yeah, I think three times. Then he went to WWE, um, where he had a lot of good feuds, but he also showed his comedic side by teaming with Goldust. If you that's another thing. Just go on YouTube and look up their like promos together, and they're just two entertaining guys. It, it, their skits were just so funny. Um, <clears throat> then he became King Booker. He won like the King of the Ring, and his wife became like his queen, and totally transformed his character. And he like he like started like talking in a British accent, like just. Good wrestler, but all around great entertainer. Like he made you laugh. Like he, like you just you gave a shit when he was on, and uh, it just could go. And I just always I always respected the fact that he worked his way up. You know, like kind of like a Shawn Michaels. Like he started in a tag team, and he just kind of climbed up little by little until he was finally like a main eventer. And then now he's he's a Hall of Famer. <clears throat> WCW guys, they didn't, if you look at all the WCW guys that kind of came over WWE, not a lot of them made it, really. A, a select few really kind of reached the top, and he was one of them. And to me, that that's that just shows, like, how great he was, because a lot of those guys, like, they, they couldn't handle it, and they quit, or they, you know, they got fired or whatever, and he kind of stuck with it, and yeah, he was never WWF champion, but... To me, he, he's he's more memorable than that. Like he didn't need it; he was entertaining on his own. He had a gimmick. They gave him this king gimmick later on in his career, and he made that work to the point where, like, I, with the exception of Macho Man, probably one of the best guys to ever be like king. So the other thing that I 
correct me if I'm wrong, but he, when he was during the, the Monday Night Wars, mm-hmm. he never went over to the NWO, correct? No, but in he, when NWO came to WWE, and it, it became very watered down, and like Hogan was gone, and he was just kind of... He sort of became like the honorary member of that NWO, but it didn't last long. I mean, that NWO lasted like a couple of months. But he was like... Go ahead. As him, him being in WCW, where they kept him in that, where he didn't have to have that, that turn. Right. That showed that he was really good for the company. A good company man, where he could sit there and stay. You know, like someone like Sting. Sting, mm-hmm. you know, he was the face of WCW for how long? You know, a long time. Flair, you know, and he eventually came over. So it was someone who was homegrown, if you will, with WCW that stayed WCW. Yeah. Oh, yeah. To the end. To the very end. Yeah. So I'll give him that on mm. that. All right. My next one, another uh, another interesting character who had many different uh, incarnations, if you will. But my favorite one of him as it was Papa Shango. <laughs> okay. I I always loved the gimmick. I liked um his you know feud with the warrior things like that. It, it was just it was for at that time it was a very scary if you will person to have in there. You know, like as a little kid, you looked at him and you were like kind of taken back. Mm-hmm. You know the way he did things, and again, it, it's weird. They didn't let them really speak that much. Certain characters, bad bad black wrestlers, mm-hmm. heel wrestlers who were black, did not get to speak that much. Yeah. And he, mainly as Papa Shango, I always liked, but then he, he moved into the, the Godfather, the Good Father. He was something else in there, wasn't he? Godfather, Papa Shango, uh, Kama oh, Mustafa. Uh, Kama. Yeah, the, the fighting, yeah. human fighting machine. <laughs> yes. I didn't mind him in that because, really, when you think about it, he was kind of like that pre um Steve Blackman, Ken Shamrock type of guy. He kind of paved the way for them to come in. Yeah, he was like a... um, A shoot fighter. Yeah, I was going to say like MMA almost. Mm -hmm. Before MMA became like what it is like years, a couple years later. You know, he he sort of was ahead of the time a little bit. Uh Yeah, he... um, I like Papa Shango a lot. He like, he freaked me out. You know, at the time, because the Undertaker, Undertaker freaked me out, but then he became a good guy. But Papa Shango was like, he had voodoo, and it was just like, voodoo is so, it's like the uncomfortable, yeah, it's like uncomfortable. And, yeah, he maybe, he maybe the, the warrior, like, had, like, black stuff coming from his head, and yeah. I, that, I, I thought I thought that character could have been done so much better, and I, it didn't last very long. Yeah. It was only, a, think of it, it was only a couple of years, which... You look at it now; a couple of years isn't anything these days. No. So it, it, I, I think they they could have done so much with that character, and I feel like they sort of ended it before it really really got going. Mm-hmm. But I, I loved I loved Papa Shango. And again, he, he after that again three incarnations of him to stick with one company, and he he definitely had staying power, and he was he went from a menacing guy to an intense guy to a fun-loving guy, if you will. Yeah. And, again, very versatile. Yeah. Very versatile guy. He was not a, a small guy either. I mean, he was a... No, big dude. Big dude. Well, I looked at it, I watched his um thing with Steve Austin, and he was like a, um, he was a, a known bouncer. Yeah, in L.A. at that, yeah. um, 
one of the strip clubs. Yeah. I don't. Was, was it the, the pink rhino or whatever it is? Spearmint rhino, rhino. whatever the fuck it was. Yeah. Yeah. It was one of those. But uh, yeah, he was. Uh, I mean, look at the dude. <laughs> I wouldn't fuck with that guy. And now he's just a stoner. Yeah, oh, he's a big time stoner. I think he's in some like marijuana thing now, <laughs> like some company. Yeah. <laughs> maybe that was the smoke that he had during Papa Shop. Maybe it is. It could have been. Um, well, you're you're like digging deep. Yes. <laughs> Um, mine, uh, my next one is, is, I guess it's pretty obvious, because there's no way to not include this guy, and that's Junkyard Dog. Alright, good, yep, that was my next one. Yeah, so alright, so we could both talk about it. Um, you know, you talked before about how down south, you know, African-American wrestlers weren't very well received, but in mid-south wrestling, Junkyard Dog was, dare I say, his popularity rivaled Hogan down south, like, he was the Hulk Hogan of Mid-South Wrestling, I mean, enormously popular, Yes. so much so that when he left, Bill Watts, who ran Mid-South, tried replacing him with Butch Reed as, like, the next black good guy that'd be the top guy, but it just didn't work, because JYD had this charisma that just could not be compared with, and... He's just one, he's another one of those guys where you might not watch wrestling, but you know Junkyard Dog, especially in like the mid '80s, like hugely popular. He was on the the Rock and Wrestling cartoon, action figures. Like he was the guy. Other than Hogan, if you if you want to think like, you know, you had like Steve, Aw- like not Steve, Aw- like maybe Hogan, Roddy Piper, uh, Macho Man. Junkyard Dog was in there with them. In yes. terms of popularity. Like, I would dare say, probably the second most popular guy in wrestling oh, yeah. in the mid-80s was Junkyard Dog. And it's funny you say that about the action figures, because when we were, when I'd go to my cousin's house, they had the old, remember the big wrestling ring? It was, it was yeah. and I was always Junkyard Dog. Those rubber, they had the big rubber guys. The, the stiff rubber guys. Yeah, yep. I had that, and then I had his uh, thumb wrestler. Mm-hmm. I had one, I had, well, Hogan. <laughs> And it, it's a, it's a shame because he um he left WWF I think 88, 87, 88, so he wasn't there very long. Went to WCW, wrestled there for a couple of years, then just sort of kind of faded out, and um, he ended up having a car accident that killed him uh, a couple in like the late nineties. And um, it's a, it's a shame because he I think he died he died so soon. That if he lived longer, you would have seen him come back, I think, in some form. Like, because you, you got to think, like, they didn't really start, like, honoring <clears throat> those guys from the 80s. So probably, like, the, sometime in, like, the early 2000s. You know, like... Old-timers day, if you Yeah, kind of, like, you didn't really get that in the 90s. They were just focused on, like, who they had then, and anyone in the past is gone. And that's that's in all wrestling. So if he lived another ten years, you would have seen him at a lot more in a lot more uh, shows. I think I think he would have came back. Maybe not as a wrestler, but he would have been there in some kind of capacity. And I think he'd be well more. I think he'd be more known today as a legend than he is. Yes. Because I think I think a lot of people forget about him now. Yeah, absolutely. So I think if you look at wrestlers now, like again. 
can still sit there and remember Kamala. They can remember, um, they can remember, you know, doing the bird dance, things like that. But like JYD with his hard head and shit like that, mm-hmm. it's, it's kind of gets lost in the in the the annals of you know wrestling history. It does, yeah. <clears throat> and the funny thing about him is, supposedly he had a terrible crack addiction. Big time. <laughs> Big time crack Yeah. He was that, you know, that simple guy that, you know, every everyone could, could relate to almost. Mm-hmm. You know, he was if you if you will, almost like a a, a black dusty rose. I was gonna say the same exact thing. A black same dusty exact rose, thing. And everyone loved him for it. And in the back he was sitting there smoking crack. Yeah. It's just it's it's funny that you look at it this way. It is. You're you're a hundred percent correct. It's just the thing, like all those times watching WrestleMania three, like after that match, he went and had crack. <laughs> it sucks. It, it's funny, but it's not funny. It. it but uh, yeah. I mean, just um, I, I always I always liked him, and he was like uh, again, like I always thought he was just like such a great entertainer and a great wrestler too, and just the fact that he. I mean, if you ever. Anyone has ever time, go on in the WWE Network, look up Old Mid-South, like 82, 83, and you could see how popular he was. That place became unglued when he came out. And it's... it's a, a warrior pop, if you will. Yeah. And it's down south. Yeah. Which makes it even more incredible to me. Yeah. So. All right, I'm going to throw one out, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to break it up, because I didn't see it again when it happened in WWF, but the ECW version of Brother Devon. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I always, I always liked the Dudley Boys. We, mm-hmm. we saw them multiple times. Oh yeah. In Poughkeepsie, and I always loved the the storyline between it, the way that they, just everything about those that tag team was excellent. And oh the yeah. The fact that they actually stayed together as a tag team pretty much for their entire run. Um, even as recently as a couple of years ago, yeah, they came I mean, back. They, yeah, he never, he never. Both of them, him and Bubba Ray, never sat there and said, "You know, I'm, I'm better than the next guy." They, they really were brothers. Yeah, and they stuck together. And I, I always liked him in ECW. I mean, the amount of tables that they put the people through and everything about it—it it was just, it was just such a good tag team <coughs> and. It was such a good, uh, what's the word? I'm looking, like, uh, stable, mm-hmm. if you will. Yeah. You know, the, the feuds with Spike and all these things. It just they were. They would, when we'd go to see them, they were they were probably one of the ones that I mainly wanted to see. It was when oh, I'd go to everyone see ECW did. Thing, it was seeing them and probably seeing Dreamer. Yeah, and the and the funny part is that they were hated. I remember yeah. guys when we would see them, they were. A fan would charge the ring, mm-hmm. and and, leg- and it was legit because you'd, you'd see security beat the shit out of this guy <laughs> that he, like tried to jump the barricade. I mean, he was th- that team was hated, and they go to WWE. So yeah, they were they were, and you're right. They they were always on last. Yeah, they were always on last, and the t- it was a tag against Dreamer and Sandman or whoever. But they were on last because everyone wanted to see them. They hated them. But you knew when they came out, you were gonna get this. You you thought like this is gonna be good, because they brought all the weapons in there, and like there was a shit flying everywhere, and and he he's 
Bubba was good, but I think Devon really was like the 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 talker of yeah, those two. Was, I hate to say it, but he was the Shawn Michaels to Martinette. Yeah, and they both had good careers. I'm not taking anything. We're not taking anything away from Bubba, who had a stellar career himself. But yes, they're just. It's weird seeing them separate. It's like the Road Warriors. Like, yes. Okay, they, they do find their own, but together, that's when they're like, that's when they're, they're amazing. Spot on. Yeah. You never saw an unentertaining match with them. Absolutely. It was always entertaining. It, it, the yelling that would happen at that. And, and, I mean, Poughkeepsie's not a small place. It's not a you know a high school gym, but it's not Madison Square Garden. Right. But that place would be fucking rocking. Oh yeah. I mean, if you were in the bathroom, you could hear it penetrating through the place. Mm-hmm. If you were downstairs getting a fucking soda, you would hear the place going fucking nuts when they were out there. And they were ones that no one ever left their seat. So mm-hmm. it's one no one would be getting a soda, no one would be in the bathroom. They would be there glued watching them because you never knew what was going to happen. Yeah. You know, would it be one table, two tables, fucking someone getting thrown into the fucking crowd? It was just insane. Mm-hmm. And they were... I always love them as a tag team, but to me, again, not taking any away from uh, Bubba Ray, but he was always, out of the two, he was my favorite. I always like Devon, too. So that's, the, that's my list. All right. Uh, my last guy, um, Ron Simmons. Uh, football player. He was the first ever defensive player to have his number retired by Florida State. Um, he was like a, he was a god for Florida yes. State football. Like, like I'm talking about like think LT for the Giants or yes. uh, yeah, like that kind of like popularity. Um, and in his career in, in football, instead of going to the NFL, oh no, he did he, I'm sorry, he did play for the NFL uh, for the Browns for one season. Played played a couple of uh, minor league football. Um, and then got into wrestling from Lex Luger, who he was friends with from Florida State, and uh, became the first ever black world champion for WCW. Yes. Held it for a couple of years, then, or not for a couple of years, but he held it for a while. Came over to WWF as Farouk, started the Nation of Domination, then became uh, tag team with the. Uh, uh, Justin Hawk Bradshaw, they became the Acolytes, and then the, you, you weren't really watching. They became like the APA, where they would just sit in the back and uh, smoke cigars and play cards, and people would hire them as like bodyguards. Yes. Um, I, I, I mean, I keep saying this, but entertaining motherfucker. Legit badass, because, I mean, look at the guy, but was funny as hell. And I just yes. and I just why he had to think the, the Stone Cold Broken Skull Pod uh, thing on WWE Network or whatever it is, and he did like an hour and a half interview with Steve Austin. Just and he had all these stories and just like what he went through. Uh, his mom died when he was eight. Dad took off, went to go live with his grandparents. They died <laughs> all before he was thirteen, and he went to go live with his aunt and his his cousin, and they kind of like straightened him on the right path and. I mean, the guy became a, a football god for college and then became one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. I mean, 
for them to put the WCW title on them again in a, a southern territory is saying a lot. And uh, yes. yeah, uh, just there's not much more I could say. I mean, look up some of his matches. I mean, he wasn't the most uh, uh, technical guy, but a powerhouse. Yes. Who we met? We did meet him. That's yes, right. We did. we did meet him right before we met The Rock. We met him first. <laughs> Which is funny because you would think that with this list, The Rock would be on there. But again, an entertaining guy. I don't know if I'd put him up there because I think it's just it. You know what though? Like he to me, I think Samoan. He's part of that Samoan dynasty because like you are. Because I, I, I contemplated putting him on here, but th- one, I thought it was too obvious, and, and one, I thought it was too obvious, and two, I thought he always identified as Samoan to me, because he always yes. said I'm Samoan, like I'm part of the Samoan heritage. He never really said I'm black. Um, yes. And it's always go- it comes down to, like, you are what your mother is. You know, like, I always identify as Italian. I'm not all Italian, but my mom's Italian, you know. Um, his mom was Samoan. His dad was black, mm-hmm. and he, you know, you again, you you just, and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe some people don't, but I always say you are you identify what your mom is. Yeah, I, so. I would go Polish with me. Exactly. There you go. So, yeah, and again, like you said, it's too obvious with him. Yeah. You know, and probably from listening to this, I like to go against the curve with, you know, against the grain. With but I like I like your picks because they're good picks yes. too. And again, though, like I think if I would have maybe stayed with it a little longer, guys that you had on your list, Ron Simmons, guys like that, I would have maybe put on there. Yeah, I should go with what I liked and guys that I knew. And again, Ron Simmons, though, I definitely, if you will, honorable mention. Yeah. If we did six, he probably would have been on there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, when you think about it, though, uh, another one of these guys that was dominant in a field and then transitioned into this and became bigger than, you know, what his previous stardom got him into. Mm-hmm. You know? <clears throat> yep. And just one of those guys, like, you look at him and I think he could still probably legitimately wrestle. He's a still probably in he's, yeah he's in, he's in good shape. I mean he you could t- you could see that the road's gotten to him he's, he's not as he's older it happens to all of us but he, he's still jacked like he didn't let himself go <laughs> I mean you, I know we, we did skip out on a few big names you know Rocky Johnson obviously uh, Tony Atlas yeah Tree, but again I had to go kind of with my I had to go with my heart instead of my head on there this. There you go. So I, I thought very, very uh, liberal with this. <laughs> very nice. Well, that's our list. Um, so we have two uh, two more subjects to, 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 to take care of here. We're on wrestling right now, so we'll stick with wrestling. And uh, probably the biggest news in the last couple of weeks was um, Cody Rhodes left AEW. Um, now... Some of you people don't know why that's such a big deal, and I'm going to tell you why. It's because when Cody Rhodes was released from WWE in 2016 or 17, 
you know, he went to Japan, wrestled with these guys, the Bull Club, and then Ring of Honor and stuff like that. But he is the one who kind of spearheaded starting this organization with Tony Khan. It was him, Kenny Omega, and the Young Bucks, the tag team Young Bucks. But Cody Rhodes was like the central figure of that. He became the booker for AEW, and he was like the guy. So if, like, if you had to make a prediction of... Who the first person to jump from AEW to WWE would be, he'd probably be the last pick. So, in the last year or so, he took time off. I think him and his wife had a kid. And in that time, AEW brought in CM Punk, Daniel Bryan, a bunch of other people. So when he came back a couple months ago, he didn't fit as much. Like, you could tell the the, the 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 organization really moved on without him. He lost the Booker position. Uh, Tony Khan took over that, which is whatever. Um, and I guess he was working on a handshake deal for the last two months, and then finally they just could not come to an agreement, <clears throat> and he left. And now it's signs of pointing he's coming back to WWE. They made he, A lot of people thought he was going to come back this past week. He didn't, but they made a lot of references to him. Without saying his name, like they mentioned, uh, he used to have the gimmick Dash and Cody Rhodes. The word dashing was said a couple of times during the broadcast. and So it, it's all but certain that he's coming back, and it's coming back very soon. So it, it's it's kind of a big deal. It's I don't want to say it's a blow to AEW, because I think they're doing all right without him. But to have that guy who helped build it, and now he jumped... It's a big get for WWE. A little bit like Hogan leaving. Kinda, yeah. It, it's almost, it's almost Where the same. Yeah, that too. It, it, it's, it's a big deal. So now, we'll see what you happens. Think that, you think that this is going to hurt AEW in the long term? Mm-mm. You think that they, they've established themselves? Into no. This? AEW though is is what they're doing. It, it's like history rewriting itself or repeating itself. I should say. Sorry. They're signing all these guys who are becoming available, and now that roster is becoming bloated. And what happens with that is you have your main event guys, and you could kind of throw some guys in there, but not everybody's going to be on all the time. And a lot of these guys that they're signing, they make a big deal about them signing, and then they they're just they don't wrestle on the main show. They're wrestling on like the B show, the B show or the C show, and. It's becoming it's becoming too much. I mean, you could sign all these guys, and it's a big deal. But like, where are you going to put them? There's no room, and you're gonna it's gonna end up hurting them because that's what happened with WCW. Yes, guys from WDB would just start jumping over and jumping over, and then eventually you have all these guys and nowhere to put them. And I now, think that's think, what's going to hurt them. Do you think Khan is going to be as good of a booker as? Because Cody Rhodes, from what you're telling me, again, I haven't watched it, he kind of really built this thing from the ground up, getting it to yeah. being a, a semi-juggernaut. Pretty much, and yeah. on, keep that momentum going. Mm. I think he's doing all right so far. The thing, though, is that he's not a wrestling guy. Like, Vince McMahon grew up in wrestling. Tony Khan is the son of a football owner. So, I mean, he's a, he's a fan, he didn't grow up in wrestling, so I, I don't know. Vince Russo-esque? Maybe, kind of. Like he, it's hard to tell because they're not like really 
you could say they're WWE competition, but they're not. Like they don't they're on a separate day from the other two shows that WWE has. Like so they have their core or audience. So, I mean, so far it's I don't watch I don't watch wrestling that much anymore. I don't have the time to really do it. I'll read up on the results and see what's going on, but for the most part I don't really I don't watch it that much. So, but from what I'm reading and from what I see when I can see it, it's doing okay. I mean, it's again they have their core demographic that works for them, and only time can tell. So I don't know. What would you think is the third? Like you had WWF, you had WCW, and then you had ECW as the third one. Who would be the third tier right now? Oh. No, there's a, uh, maybe Impact, but they're very far, there's Impact, there's NWA, um, New Japan for a while was like the clear number two, but ever since all those guys left, they're, they're like, they're kind of left in the dust, um, Ring of Honor, well, I say Ring of Honor was up there, but they just, they, I don't know what's going on with that organization. They complete. They released everybody on the roster in December. Everybody. So like right now, there's no Ring of Honor. They said they're going to come back in the spring. I don't know with who, because a lot of those big guys signed elsewhere. So I don't know what's going to... So for number three, I don't think there really is a clear-cut three. If I had to pick one, I guess I would say Impact, because that's where a lot of guys... Not a lot, but some of the guys are going. I think there's a there's a... There's an empty spot for number three, and I think a lot of small organizations are kind of vying for it. So, do you think Cody Rhodes now, if he comes to WWF, will be a main eventer? That's a good question. I don't know. I think possibly, um, but I don't. I don't know. I think it'd be think, again. This, this is like a Q and A for you. Okay. <laughs> Knowing this, do you think that he would ever try to do lightning in a bottle twice and try to go to one of these? lower tier things and try to build that, them up. It's possible. It's possible. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't think so. I think, um, again, he has, he just had a kid. He wants stability. He wants, uh, he, he wants, a, a a nice steady paycheck of a big paycheck, I would imagine. So, and if he is doing anything out of spite, I think he, I, it's pretty, it's pretty certain he's signed with WWE, but again, like nothing's been confirmed. Um, so uh, that's possible, but I, I I don't think I think it's a it's a low uh, low chance of it. And Brandy was a wrestler with them, and she was a backstage person. Did she get did she quit or get fired? No, she's well? she's gone too. Okay, she's there. They're, they're both gone. Um, I don't know if she's gonna come in. <clears throat> From what I'm reading, it's just Cody Rhodes coming in, but anything can happen. <sighs> now where is Dustin? Still AEW. Oh, so do you think that there's any? Do you think that it's there's going to be any bad blood there? No, I don't think so. I don't do think, think so. But this was just mainly a, a financial move. Yeah, I think so. And I, I don't think. Um, and he's not. He's barely on anyway. So it, it's it's really. Uh, I think it's purely financial. Okay. Yeah. So, um, all right. So let's move on. For our last subject, we talked about pieces of shit. This one is uh, this one really takes the cupcake, if you will. <laughs> you like that, yeah, huh? That was a good one. <laughs> thank you, thank you. 
That is um, Louisiana teacher, or former teacher, I should say, Cynthia Perkins, who was 36, who fed cupcakes laced with her ex-husband's sperm to students. And she was just uh, sentenced to 41 years in prison. And uh, I hope um, hope she gets some clam <laughs> forced. Uh, you know what, I, I have two problems with this. Okay. Uh, one, uh, 41 years. It's a lot. It's <laughs> completely disgusting. But you have people that have done have killed someone, vehicular homicide, you know, vehicular manslaughter, things like that, and they've not gotten that big of a sentence. True. What she did was completely disgusting. Don't get me wrong. But to get that many years, is, it's, it, to me, it's a little excessive. It's um, a little excessive. But there's also other things in there. That was one of the things. I guess there was child pornography. And oh, really? I think her, yes. And oh. Her husband actually was a former cop or sheriff, something down south. Mm -hmm. But I guess he was uh, having sex with an underage girl, and she Jesus. was in the know of it and stuff like that. They were in, so the, the oh. 41 years is in with that. For the child rape thing, yes, give her that much. But if it was just solely based on the uh, cupcake semen frosting, I don't think you should get that much. Let me tell you something. <laughs> Let me tell you if If I found out one of my kids' teachers was feeding them sperm, I'd go to the school and I'd beat the fucking shit out of them. Mm -hmm. Okay? So, in my eyes, no, absolutely. in my eyes, put her in gen, put her in gen pop for forty one years and let her get the shit kicked out of her by the big lesbians in there. Well, the one they don't like child abuse, so that's gonna she's gonna get fucking destroyed in there. Oh yeah. But two, like with me, certain crimes. Maybe maybe I'm just you know I, I look more of like an eye for an eye thing. Mm -hmm. Forty one years in jail. Yeah, she's gonna. She's more than likely gonna end up dying in there, mm -hmm. or have a you know a few years left on the outside, you know, pending parole. To me, I think that I, I always I always look at this one scene from this one show we used to watch. We used to watch this uh, show. I think it was a uh, SEAL Team Six. Okay. They went to. They were in. They might have been in like Ukraine or one of those one of those Eastern European countries, <laughs> and they ended up like attacking this village or you know, homestead type thing. And they captured the, the guys that were attacking it. And all the villagers came and, like, ended up killing these people. You know, uh, like, they, they would, like, hit them with rocks. Okay. I think that's what they should do with this one. Like, let every parent that, that like you said, every parent that came and had their kids eaten, you know, the, the semen cupcakes, <laughs> they should be able to just beat the living shit out of them. And, you know, punishment enough then. You know, whatever happens, broken bones, fucking fractured skull, whatever. If she's a vegetable the rest of her life, she gets what she deserves. But mm -hmm. to me, like, certain certain crimes should be eye for an eye. That's just me. I agree with that. To I agree with that to an extent, yeah. Because let's put it this way. She's going to spend 41 years in, in jail. She's going to have three hot meals a day. She's going to have a warm bed to go into. It, it, I don't want to say it's a good life, but it's a life. Mm-hmm. Knowing the fact, like, or even this, like, tattoo, like, a fucking scarlet letter on her forehead. Yeah. Like, to me, that, that, that there should be things like this. And you know what? If she's walking down the street and she's got, you know, semen feeder on her fucking forehead, <laughs> people, and someone punches her, the cops should just be like, oh, that's what you get. And just, you know, move along. You know, you just got what you deserve. You know, this, this is your your weekly punishment. Mm -hmm. And that's the way it should be. Just I, turn I, a blind eye. You know, I'm kind of all right with the uh, the Scarlet Letter type of thing for certain crimes. Yeah, I agree. With that. I agree with that with certain crimes. Yeah, 
Um, I think she was also made an example of. That's that, I think that had a lot to do with this too. Uh, so I do agree with you. Forty-one years, yeah, it's excessive. But uh, this this woman is obviously a, a massive giant piece of shit and uh, deserves every bit of that forty-one years, in my opinion. I think that's disgusting. That's really yes. disgusting. But again, I, again, playing devil's advocate here. You're a teacher. You, how, I don't know how long she was a teacher. She's what thirty-six. You said. Yeah. So say so fifteen say years. Say ten years. I was even gonna go ten years. Okay, ten so years. Ten years as a teacher. At one point in her in her life, she said, "You know, I want to make a difference. I want to be a, a a teacher. I want to help kids. I want to mold the youth." Maybe. Again, not to, not to sound fucked up when I say this, or playing you know playing devil's advocate here. How big of an asshole were these kids that she actually did this to them? Or, and, or maybe she or wanted she's to be just a, a sick fuck. Or yeah, or she's a sick fuck who wanted to be close to kids. That too, but somewhere along the way, you're right. Somewhere along the way, some wires got crossed, and she thought this was a really good idea, and or a funny idea, whatever. And decided to do this. I mean, I don't know how old they didn't say what she teached, because I'm reading, I'm reading off a of World Star, and you know they're reliable. So I, I don't know what she teach or how old these kids were. Um, no matter what age, I think it's disgusting. And if it was. It, it, yeah, it, it was disgusting no matter what age, but if it was, like, younger yeah, kids, it's like, even grosser. You it's know, just kids from, say, first grade to se- seventh grade, yeah, you know what, they're innocent kids. Yeah. After, like, eighth grade, they start becoming a little bit more so, would, so you think she, like, in junior year of high school, she's like, fuck these fucking kids, they throw rocks at me. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, you know. My window is open, they pissed in my car, they, you know, they, they gave me a rotten apple, whatever the case may be. Yeah made her turn this way the funny thing is like say it is high school kids that this happens to what what kid is chewing their cupcake and just like wait a minute i did you put a little bit too much episode in there i i know this taste (laughs) this is this isn't this isn't cake batter this is (laughs) this tastes like johnny from the football team Uh, my freshman year Spanish class. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was a rough class. If any class had this done to it, that would have been it. Because, I mean, that, that, was, that was like the perfect storm of every bad kid in school. Oh, yeah. In that class. Yeah. I mean, it, and it was pure anarchy in that classroom. I could see, like, I forget who our Spanish teacher was that year, but I could see her being like, you know what, this is a good idea. Fuck these kids. <laughs> Didn't... Didn't she leave, like, beginning of the year? Yeah, she, had and a mental, she, had a, she had a mental breakdown halfway through this year, and they had to replace her. And they brought in a, uh, it was a, she was a um, military person, actually. Oh, really? Yeah, she was in the military, so they, <laughs> and I don't think she even taught Spanish, I don't think she spoke Spanish, they just brought her in just to control the class. Man, I, t- I mean, I was, I was across the hall, and we would watch what was going on over there, and you would just see shit flying across the room, you'd see people run out. Just like walk out and like go to the bathroom or hang out in the hallway. I mean, it was you. You're not exaggerating. It was fucking it was anarchy. anarchy. I remember one 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 student would just go in the class and go, "Can I just go to detention and just leave and go to detention?" Like she would rather be in detention than be in the class. And I know who you're talking about too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was it was. Yeah, I remember that. But even so, I mean, this is really just fucking extreme. It was really fucking disgusting. So, good riddance.
Um, all right, so before we leave, I just want to say happy anniversary. Uh, this is our four-year anniversary to this podcast. It was four years ago this week we decided to get together in that parking lot at ShopRite and record our first podcast in the car. Wow, I didn't realize it was that. Yeah, well, exactly. do you remember, well, if you remember, we were talking about the Winter Olympics. Oh, yeah, and here yeah. it is, Winter Olympics just passed, and uh, here we are again. Wow, Four fucking that. years, Jesus Christ. <laughs> sure does. I was newly married at the time, now I have a kid. <laughs> Surprisingly, I'm still married. Yeah, well, there you go. <laughs> Surprised I never went wrong yet. Yeah, man. <laughs> Alright, uh, well if you'd like to wish us happy birth or happy anniversary, uh, you could follow us on... Uh, Twitter at Bullring PC, Instagram Bullring PC, Facebook under Joe Tom or uh, Bullring Bull, Bulls in the Ring. Uh, you can find us on Podbean, Podcoin, Spotify, Apple Music, uh, and Google Podcasts. For Apple Music, hit the subscribe button and rate and review us, and uh, it'll help us climb the, the rankings a little bit from number one thousand <laughs> or wherever whenever we are. It's uh, those three weeks we dropped. The it really is. I, I believe so. <laughs> Uh, so anything, anything you'd like to say before we leave tonight? I mean, I guess just maybe, uh, for people who aren't paying attention, start really, like, paying attention to what's going on in the world, because there's like some fucked up shit coming down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I need to start reading the paper, I think. Well, alright, well, until, until next time, I am Joe. And I am Tom. And we'll see you next time, right here, on Bulls in the Ring.